Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're here working on your financial freedom. With me today here, Curtis Haynes from the Houston office, and Curtis uh, has been kind enough to come consult with us for... Um, the reason that he wants to give back, Curtis has done over 6,000 units on his own. Uh, he's got a lot of experience, and he's one of going to be one of our best consultants. So welcome to the team and to the show, Curtis. Thanks, Dale. Happy to be here. So um, when we discuss what we wanted to talk about today, you have this heartfelt feeling that the real estate business is a much easier business to get into than most average businesses. Now, you've been in other businesses. You've actually been in two different other businesses. You've owned your own other business. Uh, so you've got a lot of insight into that. So why don't you pick that up and share with people out there why it's so much easier to own and operate a real estate business than it is all these other types of businesses that people pick up? Yeah, sure, Dell. You know, I started running into more and more business owners um, within Lifestyles that joined Lifestyles that were in a different business that wanted to uh, make a move, and so it kind of, you know, gave me the idea of talking about it. And as a business owner, my my most recent uh, business before jumping into real estate was in the uh, the staffing business, and it was more of a service business. And we can kind of go into some of the details of um, what makes it different uh, compared to real estate here shortly. But um, looking back at all that, uh, one, you know, maybe want to talk about this just to, just to kind of give folks uh, out there that are current business owners uh, an idea of, of what it really is like to be in the real estate business. Now, I know most of the listeners out there are uh, thinking about real estate as an investment side, and you know, half, half my portfolio um, is just that. You know, it's a it's an investment. Um, I'm not active in the business. I, I made an investment, and I'm just simply collecting the uh, the mailbox money. But the other half 
of my real estate portfolio is the business, and I am responsible for the day-to-day operations of that business. And so I want to go into detail of that, but I also don't want to lose the folks that uh, are not business owners, and I think that by talking about these advantages um, of the business side of real estate, I think it'll give the uh, folks that are on the investment side some insight on why their returns can be uh, so much better than uh, than average compared to other investment uh, opportunities. And I, I came up with about six of them, Dale, and I don't know if we'll have time to go through all of them today. We may be able to burn through them pretty quickly, and I know there's a whole bunch more out there. But the, the first one that... Um, that came to mind was just, I think, the most uh, uh, unusual aspect of, uh, of what I experienced when I first uh, got into real estate, and that is the ability to um, outsource the day-to-day operations. You know, I mentioned that I'm responsible for the day-to-day operations, but that is different from actually running the day-to-day operations. And we always talk about um, you know, working in the business and working on the business, and this kind of hits to that point. And as you know, when I first bought my, um, my first property, because of the uh, financial collapse back in 08, 09, uh, lenders were very skittish about um, lending to first-time buyers. They wanted to have... Um, Uh, people on site that had years and years of experience, they wanted to protect their loans. And so um, I was forced to hire a third-party management company to run my my first property. And for me personally, back then, um, I thought that was the craziest idea because I can't imagine any business owner who wants to go start their own business, start a new business, completely outsource their entire operation. You know, it's one thing, you know, natural progression of a small business owner, as you grow, you add your HR department, you add your IT department, right? You add your your um, marketing department, and it's very common to outsource some of those uh, departments as you get bigger because they're, they're not directly uh, related to the business and they're easy to outsource, but I would have never thought about um, starting a business and having someone else completely uh, run that business. And And I think I, uh, uh, you know, folks that at the time I was complaining, it's like, man, I, you know, I built my business, I've been successful, I had, you know, we built it to 40 plus employees and 60 contractors, we were Inc. 500, fastest growing companies, top 10 best places to work. I thought, like, I'm really, really good at running a business. Why won't they let me run my own business that's only going to have four employees? You know, that just drove me nuts. And so, so the most unique aspect about all this is you can actually outsource the entire business. And and today, because of where the market is now, um, as a uh, someone who wants to run their own business in real estate, you now have the option. So, so now the market has calmed down uh, years later, and lenders don't mind first-time uh, business owners running uh, their first-time apartment complex. So, so I kind of look today, and if I'm starting today, knowing what I know now, I would actually do the same thing. I would actually hire a third-party management company and have them run my entire business. I mean, how crazy is that, Dale? Well, you know, you're lucky that, that you did it that way. In hindsight's 2020, right? But you know, you're lucky because it gave you the insight that you didn't have to work in your business, and that's what's allowed you to go 
and grow to such a large number of units is because you learn that you don't have to be hands-on. Most yeah. of us that start out in the house business, you know, and we're doing it all ourselves and we go buy a small apartment and we're doing most of it ourselves. And like you say, we outsource contract labor things like the landscaping and then, you know, you contract the, the employee and stuff eventually and you grow just like you said. Uh, but we keep tight hold of the reins on what's actually getting done on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it's hard to get away from that because you don't end up learning the skill sets that you need to be able to operate a business from afar. And there are some different skill sets. Why don't you share how different those skill sets are to operate a business from afar than it is to operate it from right within? Yeah, that's a you know that's something I didn't even uh, put down on my list. Uh, I think it's such a great a great point. Um, you know, you certainly have to have a um, a a separate skill set to be able to run your business from a distance. And I know that you've really mastered that uh, that skill set for yourself because um, you talk about it all the time about not having keys to to your property and running it from a distance. And and I um. Uh, when I first got into my my last business before jumping into real estate, you know, we did that natural progression of just really struggling to grow the business. And as we were growing, um, we realized what what we were lacking in skill set, and so we actually hired a business consultant to come in and help us uh, take a, take ourselves to the next level. And one of the things that um, he taught me was um, how to really uh, run the business from uh, a budget standpoint. And, you know, you're an accountant. I'm an ex-accountant. We know about all about budgets. And at the time, I was so frustrated uh, trying to implement budgets because no one really paid attention to them. And, and he was forcing it down my throat about how important they are to set. And then it was about, a, I would say, about the second year into it when – the light came on. I'm like, okay, I get it now. It's I, now I completely understand the importance of the budget and how unique that is. That skill set is to be able to start running a, a bigger business from a distance. And so uh, the analogy that really hit home with me, and I share this analogy a lot with a lot of folks, is it's like being a pilot in the cockpit. And you have all of these lights and all of these buttons and levers and everything uh, in front of you, thousands of things to look at. And as you're taking off, you're paying very, very close attention to everything. And I kind of refer to the takeoff of the airplane as repositioning your property. It's all hands on deck, paying completely attention. Um, but once you get uh, lift off and uh, once you get to a certain altitude, uh, you get to kick it in the autopilot. You know, you get to put it in autopilot, sit back and relax and have a cup of coffee. And I relate the budget to once you get into um, autopilot, you don't really have to pay attention to anything in the um, in the cockpit unless the light is blinking. All right, so, so we're going to have to go to autopilot is, now, Curtis, because uh, it's uh, going to take us to a break. We'll pick okay. it back up on autopilot when we come back. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. 
Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to Lifestyles Unlimited Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America. One person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Our number here is 866-945-6565. The lines are open. With me today is the multifamily consultant from Houston, Curtis Haynes. Curtis is explaining to us the difference between running a real estate business and a typical mom and pop business where you have to work in the business instead of on the business. And before we went to break, Curtis, uh, you were sharing your example of how you explain it to other people about having a plane and having all of these controls at your hands and all of these things that you can measure with all the dials and so forth that you can watch what's happening and then just let it run on autopilot as you get it to where it needs to be. You want to pick that back up again? Yeah, sure, Dale. Yeah, once you get the plane in autopilot and, and be able to kick back and enjoy a cup of coffee while you're flying, um, I relate to that to the importance of your budget. And so you don't have to pay attention to all of those dials and buttons, and you only have to pay attention to the ones that are blinking. And when you set your budget correctly, um, that budget will, will actually start blinking in the areas that you need to pay attention. So you can literally uh, kick back and have your business run from a distance and then only start paying attention when a certain light goes on. So that was kind of my main point with, uh, you know, how do you, what's that skill set for running your business from a distance? And it, it took me a while going through a consultant, um, uh, being coached by a consultant for a number of years to get it. And it'll take a lot of folks that are listening to really get what we're talking about. But once you really understand that part of the skill set, it enables you not only to um, watch your business from a distance, but also enables you to grow a lot faster and bigger, too. And obviously, that's what most of the Fortune 500 companies do when you have multiple operations in different locations and you have different department heads. Everybody's running everything by budget. And it's just a very powerful tool to be able to run your business from a distance as a small business owner. 
Well, let's take it one step further than that. The thing that always got me about real estate when I first started was this this thing called self-collateralization. You know, you go out there and I was going to go start a uh, Subway sandwich franchise. I was going to buy one, but you had to raise the money. And nobody was going to loan you the money. You'd have to maybe get a small business loan, you know, which are very difficult to get. Uh, but pretty much the bottom line is, if you want to start a grocery store, you got to have the money to buy the store or rent the, the building. And you've got to have the money to be able to buy all the product. Uh, and it's very difficult. You'd have to raise that money somewhere. But in real estate, it's self-collateralizing. So, you know, how did you find that when you first came here? Were you, how did that... Um, what impression did that make on you compared to the other businesses you started that you had to Yeah, that, that one really was uh, also another amazing thing that, that's so, so different. Um, you know, you can have zero real estate experience, and um, is, this could be your very first apartment, and you'll have plenty of lenders eager to loan you money. Um, there's just no other business opportunity out there that has that kind of model. Um, so your ability to go out and um, buy a property and have um, easy access to uh, very inexpensive uh, financing uh, enables you to, one, to be able to uh, you know, start your business. But the other part of that, which is really, really powerful, is enables you to leverage uh, your your uh, uh, capital to buy even a bigger business than you normally could. And that... Um, buying, being able to buy a bigger business enables you to have some uh, better built-in economies of scale as a business owner. So, you know, like you're mentioning, when you want to start a subway shop or any other uh, type of business, and all you have is a uh, you know 200,000 bucks, well, that's all you can spend. That's all you can do to grow the business and start in a startup. Well, that same 200,000 can go get you a million-dollar business because of the easy access to the to the financing. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that. The, the financing is very easy, but in addition to that, if you've ever owned another business, how do you value a business? You know, I watch Shark Tank all the time, right? I watch it and I go like, it, sometimes it's X times the number of sales, sometimes it's X times the net profit, sometimes it's X times the um, Oh, the uh, gross profit. I mean, there's all these different variables. They, they they come up with this stuff. It sells at this variable and that variable and this variable. And, I, you know, even though I've watched that show for years, I've never been able to figure out all those different variables and, and how they use them differently in and amongst these different kinds of businesses. But real estate isn't that way. You know, it, it's simple and, and very clear for even the beginner to understand how to value a piece of real estate. You want to pick that one up? Because that's really a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your first uh, on your two days. Um, you make it crystal clear how easy mathematically it is to uh, value the, the business side of real estate. And you're spot on about mentioning Shark Tank. I actually thought of that uh, as well and how complex it is to try to value those uh, individual businesses. And and because of that complexity, Dell, and in valuing um, a, a non-real estate business, what, what ends up happening is that they end up giving away some sizable ownership interest, some sizable equity in their deal. I mean, those guys are taking 
ownership. You know, you think of this poor guy, gal, who busted butt for five years to make this little product. They go on Shark Tank, and they're given half their ownership to to one of the sharks. And, you know, in the real estate business, because it's so simple, and it's a mathematical number, it just involves, and we won't go into detail, but involves a cap rate. And that's something that's really easy to find. And then it involves your, your NOI, your net operating income. And that's a number you can't fudge. So, you know, so you take a number that's easy to uh, look up on a, on a financial statement and you take a cap rate, you divide that into the uh, NOI and there's your value. You know, and it's a it's a real simple valuation. And because it's so simple, you're not having to give away so much extra equity because someone else is using some sort of EBITDA formula um, to come up with their number uh, versus somebody else. <laughs> I like that EBITDA. Can you even pronounce what EBITDA stands for? That, that's always a kick out of <laughs> Earnings before somebody. income, tax, depreciation, amortization. I had to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never learned that me. in school. <laughs> I, I remember learning that in school, then quickly forgetting it again. Yeah, uh, yeah me too. I, I, I even spelled it wrong. I forgot about the depreciation. I was like, earnings before taxes, and what's the A stand for? But anyway, <laughs> that, that's the whole point, right? It's, it's very complicated. Um, and they and there and you know I sold my business you know before real estate, they did come up with an EBITDA multiple, but we couldn't argue it because there wasn't I, I couldn't call up two people or three people and say, you know what is the um, what's the uh, multiple times my earnings to come up with this valuation? It was pretty much um, this is what we want to pay you, and we either accept it or not. You know. Um Along with that same thing in, in the same area, let's talk about the complexity. I don't know. I'm going to check my time here, see if we've got enough time. This is a pretty, pretty complex statement, but I'll just dish it out there for you, and then we may have to pick it up on the other end of the break. But when you're talking about you know, the shark tank, and you're talking about, okay, these guys taking half of your ownership, and then they blow your business up, and it does $3 million, you know, more than it's ever done before, just a week after you go, to, go on shark tank. One thing that brings that comes to my mind is almost impossible for you to take a small business or a small product to market yourself and make it big. You need these giant stimulators to get there. But that's not the case on an apartment complex. You can go buy your own apartment complex without anybody else's help or money. You can blow it up. And we'll pick that up when we come back from the break. Uh, we're going to be right back with Curtis Haynes and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Changing principles in just a few. Talk 1370. Unconventional wisdom to set you free. On a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me today is Curtis Haynes, the multifamily consultant in the Houston market. And uh, Curtis, uh, we're discussing uh, how 
much easier it is to start and operate a real estate business compared to conventional businesses. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is location, location, location. You know, it's interesting. When you buy a a business, let's say you're going to be an auto repair shop, you don't want there to be four other auto repair shops on the same corner that you're on. If you buy a grocery store, you don't want them to open a Randall's and a Kroger's and an HEB right across the street from you. You don't want that kind of competition. But in the apartment business, it's different than that because you can be smack dab in the middle of 10,000 units and you can have them owned by giant corporations with deep, deep pockets and you can still take your little business and make it work. You can eke out a giant win right in the middle of all that. Why is that? How is that so different than these other businesses where you think you have to compete against other people? Yeah, Dale, that's, that's such a, uh, a strong point. Um, I, I'll, I'll take it even one step further. You know, if you can imagine, you mentioned the auto shop. Um, you know, if you can imagine that you have this successful auto shop and all of a sudden Michael Jordan uh, opens up an auto shop right next door to you. I mean, that guy will put you out of business, right? You know, but if uh, you have a, an apartment complex and Michael Jordan uh, buys an apartment complex next door to you, it's going to have zero impact at all, whether you're, uh, you're right next door to one of the big players or you uh, are competing with um, another uh, 100 uh, properties in the area. Um, it's just a very different business. Um, and you know, we always go through um, what you teach us, and that's the best product, best price. And there are some uh, very specific things that we won't have time to go over that does make us stand out. But the bottom line is it's a very simple business with a level playing field. You know, I think it's actually even more advantageous. Um, and I'll tell you why I say that. It's just a, a side thought. And that is... I've owned properties in the middle of groups of properties that were owned by big companies. And I find that in when you deal with big companies, they're like giant ships at sea. If you need to turn, it's going to take you a long time to turn that ship around the other direction. Whereas we're nimble. We can come in and we can make changes very rapidly and very cost efficiently. Um, that they can't do. I, one example is the deal John and I did, and uh, we bought this 300-unit apartment complex on a street that was nothing but apartment complexes, and there was like 11 apartment complexes there. And these were all owned by big institutional owners, and this one just happened to fail and got foreclosed on, and we bought it out of foreclosure. And we were able, because we were so nimble and so light uh, as far as overhead, we were able to cut the rents lower than the other people on the street to the point where they literally sued us because we took our rent so low to try to stop us from doing it. And we actually put three of those guys out of business, three big time business people out of business because we're more nimble than they are. We see this happen all the time. Our lifestyles members with the training that you provide and we provide in the classes and the training, the mentoring that you provide, they're able to go out there and go into a neighborhood and beat the other people. How, how are they doing this, Curtis? Because they, they are, they're taking over and beating Eating much larger businesses. Yeah, you know, before the break, you mentioned about trying to take a take a product from ground up and and uh, make it go big. 
And what the, the simplicity behind what we're doing is we're we're buying um, a a business that is already producing. Um, you know, there are sometimes we'll we'll go and buy something that's um, a more of a deeper value play, but for the most part. The businesses that we're buying into, these apartment businesses, are already generating uh, income. And all we have to do, you know, day one from income, all we have to do is kind of tweak the business model. Uh, and we have uh, all these uh, owner-operators that were trained by you over the years, and they started developing uh, new things and new ways of doing things that um, – they're willing to uh, give us the roadmap for uh, future owner-operators. And so over the last 25 years, though, everyone's been kind of tweaking these different um, levers within the uh, apartment business. And, you, and it's a really simple, uh, a few line items. And so once you, for example, go into an, a, pro- a property and we do a water conservation program, there's very specific things that we do to save water. We can reduce that water bill by more than 40%. And that's a direct impact on our bottom line. And you mentioned cutting rent, um, and we can go into a, um, a property and do some sort of um, special make ready that does both. Um, it saves us money from um, uh, turnover expense because it's a, it's a hardier flooring. And so we don't have to keep on replacing it. At the same time, it looks beautiful, so we're able to charge more rent. And so that'll have an impact on on the uh, bottom line. And so when we start tweaking the income aspects of the business model, and you start tweaking the expense uh, line items of the business model, and over the years, we, you and I, and, and all the other folks that have, have been doing this for such a long time have really become good at those minor tweaks and what happens, and what's so beautiful about the business is those minor tweaks, let's say they have a, a 10% impact on the NOI. Well, that 10% impact on the NOI is going to increase the value of the business by more than 25%. It's a simple mathematical with, with the cap rate that we talked about earlier. And because of our leverage, and our equity getting into that business, we're going to be able to double our money. I mean, how how cool is that? I can't think of any other business where all I got to do is improve the bottom line, my bottom line by ten percent, and double my equity. Now think about it um, on these terms. Let's go back to the Subway sandwich shop deal. If I bought the Subway sandwich shop and it is producing income. What can I do to make it better? The only expenses that I can control or make better are food costs, but I'd have to find some way to buy the food cheaper, which is probably not possible because you're already buying through a franchise so that they've got it, you know, nailed down Um, or theft, you know, people stealing stuff. Other than that, how do you get more money? How do you get more business? You if you advertise, which is very expensive to do, does it really drive? Uh, your business because take franchise like Subway they make you pay into an advertising budget you pay part of the national advertising so you really don't even have control of your advertising so what do you do if you buy a franchise and this thing makes you a thousand dollars a week 
That's all you're going to make. We buy an apartment complex that makes us a thousand dollars a week. We can make it make us two thousand a week. We can change yeah. what it can do, and that's the other thing I think is really interesting uh, on this aspect of the, this business. It's so much more in our control than it is in many other businesses. Many of you buy them and you just hope and pray they make money, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How about this one? How about the fact that this business, the apartment business, is kind of recession-proof? What do you think about that aspect of it? You know, when when the economy goes down, people still have to have a place to live, and some of them can't afford houses anymore. So where do they go? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so apartments. many things to talk about. I didn't even think of that one, Dell, on on what what makes this uh, uh, business so uh, so much uh, easier to be successful. I mean, the bottom line that we're you know the elephant in the room that we're not talking about with with comparing these different businesses is the fact that 90% of uh, uh, all startups fail, right? So so we're talking about if you're the lucky one. Uh, out of the 10 to survive and you know how do you grow and and now we're starting to add layers like you know well look you know subway is not recession proof you know so if if um if if i lose my uh if i get my salary cut or things get tight you know i'm going to stop eating out right but but i'm still got a place to i still have to have a place to live like you mentioned so absolutely it's another uh, huge advantage uh within the real estate um business is that we we can ride out some of these ebbs and flows in the market i mean you know you mentioned location and when you combine the fact that you're in a good location um and you're offering best product best price it's it's easy to not stress out about all these uncertainties that you see out in the real world. You know, what's my business going to be like next year? Um, we don't have to be as concerned about that because, you know, in the world of real estate, um, we're going to be able to survive all these crazy ups and downs. Well, now we're going to have to survive a break because they're going to take us out here in just a second. When we come back, Curtis, uh, we're going to talk about the big giant secret about real estate that we haven't even covered. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world, but nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. Most businesses get taxed anywhere from 25 to 40%. We pay no taxes. We'll cover that when we come back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Talk 13.7, the right choice. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Curtis Haynes, the multifamily consultant out of the Houston office. Curtis, I'm going to take you back, and I hope I'm going to give you some pain. But if you remember owning your own business, you remember paying yourself and doing 
what we would call the taxation suicide. You pay yourself $100,000 a year, you get to pay 33 or better percent of it into income taxes and another 15%, 15.2 on Social Security and Medicare. You're giving away 48% of everything you own. So in real estate, all you have to do is make 50% of what you'd have to make to take home the same amount of money. Do you remember those days, and how do you feel now about that? Yeah, Dale, I tell you, that is the, the big uh, the big one we haven't talked about. Um, and I think that this topic is what really, I think, blows people's minds away during the, your two-day, uh, when they realize that the income, especially the business owners, that the income that they're making is, uh, is tax-free. I, as a service business, so in the staffing business, um, we were a service business, and so we had no hard assets. We had employees, we had some furniture, uh, some, some small equipment, but literally uh, for every dollar we made, we had to cut a check to the IRS, and ours was closer to that 40% range, not including the payroll taxes that you're talking about on top of that. And that was a, a very painful thing to do. We were, we were a... Um, uh, a C Corp, no, no, we were a C corporation. We were an LLC, and so um, as partners, as owners of that uh, entity, Dell, um, we would have that that income from that business would flow down to my K one, and that K that business income would show up on my tax return, my individual tax return, and I would have to cut a check to the IRS. I didn't get a single uh, any any cash from that income, Dell. This is income that the business generated. This is not cash that was sent to me. And so um, nine times out of 10, we would have to do a special distribution to cut to the partners just to cover the taxes that we had to pay to the IRS. And that was the most frustrating thing for me to see is those six-figure checks that we were forced to pay uh, on taxes. You you said nine out of 10 business, small business owners go out of business. I wonder what percentage of that nine go out of business because they've come from having a job where the, the company pays their income taxes before they even see their check. They pay half of the Social Security and Medicare, and then all of a sudden they start up this business and they're giving away 50% of everything owned because they're paying both sides of Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and they're paying the taxes out of their own cash uh, up front. I, I just wonder how many people don't realize how much they're paying in taxes because they have a job and they never see the money in the first place. Yeah, that, that compounding effect, Dale, of, of that 50%, and you compound that year after year after year. I mean, it has a huge impact on cash flow. You know, the you mentioned in one of your um, uh, previous radio shows uh, to uh, read uh, E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And all of that uh, hard work for five years that uh, typical business owners go through and struggle, and, and you know, they outline that in E-Myth to help, to help those to improve their odds on succeeding. You know, half of everything that you're earning is going out the door, and there's no control of it at all. And when you step into the side of, in the business side of real estate, 100% of what we're making is tax-free. And I can take that entire amount that I'm making tax-free and redeploy it into the real estate business. And so now I'm compounding what I'm making um, from real estate that's tax-free and instead of me, you know, if we get a hundred thousand bucks and I'm paying taxes, I only get fifty. Well, in real estate, if I get a hundred thousand bucks, I'm not paying any taxes. I get to redeploy that hundred thousand 
to make another hundred thousand. You know, so it, it. And when we talk about, you know, not to get, we're getting close to the end here, but when we refinance because of the easy access to uh, financing, which is not available in most other businesses, we can take significant chunks of our equity buildup in our business and go buy another apartment business. And that compounding effect year after year multiplied by the downward pressure, or I should say the negative uh, fleecing of a small business owner when they're paying 50% out every year, and we're gaining 50%. If you can kind of do the math on that, how, how great of an advantage that is to be in I have a perfect business. example of that math. Uh, people that were on Tuesday, for example, they had originally you know, had the plan of working for 40 or 50 years and retiring when they're 60 years old. A friend of theirs brought them to Lifestyles. They listened to it. They liked it. And they decided to jump in. And then they did nothing for nine months because they were afraid. And they were just getting all their ducks in a row and, you know, trying to get their arms around it. But then in two years, because it, it took them three years, but nine months of the, of the first year, they did nothing. Within a three-year period of time, they had originally, what he said was, they had originally planned to try to retire one of them within five years, because that's what we tell them, five to seven years, and you can retire doing this. And um, he said, but once we got into it, the compounding effect of being able to take the money out of one apartment, put it into the next, and grow it and grow it and grow it, the compounding effect got him up to six deals within three years. And he said, we're retiring this year, come January, because he wants to take his 401k out after the first of the year so he doesn't get taxed on it for a whole another year and a half, or a year and a quarter, I'm sorry, till April 2000, what would that be, 18, he, he wouldn't get taxed on it. So, uh, Curtis, I appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing your insights on this stuff and uh, sharing your time with everybody on the radio. We all appreciate it. And we look forward to working with you and you continuing to help these people out there grow their businesses. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, Dell. Always happy to be here. For the rest of you out there, keep this in mind. We don't do this just to make a little more money. We do it to create an unbelievable lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.